This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, recorded live at the spacious lineupmedia.fm studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref, you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome for another game recap of the Blues game. And this recap, we're going to be going over the Blues-Ducks. Very important game for the Blues. Blues coming off uh, two wins, one in Colorado, three to nothing, and one in Minnesota, which was huge, two to one. The Blues needed to continue playing well. You know, this team's been kind of inconsistent this year. You know, they'll win two or three games. They'll lose two or three. They'll win one, lose three. They really need at this time of the year to become more consistent to play all 60 minutes of the game. And against Minnesota, they did, and they did in this game. And they wanted to come out fast, and man, did they come out fast. Just 12 seconds in, they get a goal. And the Ducks win the faceoff. Now the Blues get it back. Tarasenko in for Schwartz. Tarasenko quick shot. jumping that's a heck of a start i thought they started fast in the game in minnesota by taking control but wow one quick shot and a little wrister there tarasenko gives it gets it back the screen and beats gibson well if there's one way to test a goalie that's been out for six games it's that way beating them to the far side on the stick side that would be the second quickest goal of all time at home for the blues 12 seconds for Tarasenko. The quickest would be Alex Steen scored at home in eight seconds, but dang, 12 seconds is awfully fast too. Tarasenko gets his 30th goal. Nice milestone for him. Schwartz gets his 27th assist. Bo Meester gets his 10th assist. And right off the bat, the Blues are showing the Ducks that they're serious about making the playoffs and they're going to take this game seriously and work hard. And they did work hard. Both teams uh, played well. The Ducks uh, didn't back off after the Blues got that quick goal. They put pressure on Jake Allen. The Blues continue to put pressure on Gibson. Uh, The Ducks were able to score and tie the game. 11 minutes and 59 seconds in. Getzloff would have been on a breakaway. Instead, he nullifies a would-be icing. Picks it up behind the net. Great pass across. Ricard Raquel scores. They're saying no, John. They are waving this off. I think they're going to call goalie interference on Corey Perry. Yeah, I think you're right. What a pass by Ryan Getzloff to spot Kevin Biaxa. And now uh, here's the meeting of the minds over in front of the penalty box. Watch the pass by Getzloff. There, there was the contact with Perry and the goaltender. It, it looked to me, Yuri Laterra, Laterra is with Corey Perry, cross-checks him from behind. I mean, there's nothing that Corey Perry could have done to avoid that contact. That is a very tough call. Randy Carlisle right now, he wants to talk to the referee. He wants an explanation. Randy Carlisle would get an explanation. It wasn't good enough for him. So he went ahead and challenged the call, which turned out to be very good for the Ducks. They went ahead and gave the Ducks the goal, and the game is tied at one apiece. Raquel gets his 28th goal. Getzloff gets his 41st assist. Man, 41 assists. And Vatnin gets his 19th assist. 
That was 11.59 into the first period. We're tied at one apiece. The Blues, you know what I love about this team in the last couple games? When they have any adversity, they've been stepping up and, and just pushing back when these teams start to come back on them. And they played very well up until the end of the first period when the Ducks would uh, take a 2-1 to one lead going into the second period on this goal by Chris Wagner. Well, his team was just giving the puck away too easily. A lot of room in the middle of the ice for Wagner. Gets it across back, and he scores! Jared Ball gave it right back, and Chris Wagner has given the Ducks the lead. What a pass. What a great little play for the Ducks' fourth line. Wagner and Ball teaming up on a beauty. Good rush up the ice, and great speed through the neutral zone, and a little give-and-go play. And Chris Wagner just keeps on trucking, and the Blues let him go. Bertuzzo just let Chris Wagner go all the way to the top of the goal crease. And this is going to be interesting as to whether the Blues ask for another look at this goal. This goes off the skate of Wagner. The Blues would not challenge the play because um, Wagner's uh, skate was not a kicking motion. It just went off his skate. It's not like he pushed it in himself. And the Ducks take a 2-1 to one lead. Just a great, great pass. Uh, the fourth line comes through. We all know how important the fourth line has been for the Blues this year. And the fourth line for the Ducks played very well in this game. That was Wagner's fourth goal. It was uh, Bull's third assist and Fowler's 22nd assist. And that was 18-12, uh, just a minute and 48 seconds left in the first period. And we're going into the second with the Ducks winning 2-1, to one, but by no means outplaying the Blues. The Blues are playing another solid game, very similar to the way they played against the Wild. And it, that's nice to see. I don't know if we've had two full uh, games like this to where the Blues have just basically played their best all out like this. It's very nice to see. You know, as I said earlier, the Blues' uh, fourth line has been coming through for them all year long. You know, they've been the most consistent. Not that they've scored the most goals, but they've been the most consistent with their play. And Ryan Reeves is thinking, hey, if Wagner can get a goal in the fourth line, why can't I? And he did in the, about four minutes into the second period. And a good job there by Reeves. Now for Stasny to Schwartz. Good move. In front, a shot. Rebound. They score! Ryan Reeves ties the game at two. Ryan Reeves does a lot on this shift, J.K. First of all, he was strong on the puck on the stretch pass to get his blade on it. Otherwise, it would have been icing. So he starts it there. And now he gets in on the hunt, causes a little confusion for the Anaheim Ducks. Now he goes to the front of the net, and a ter terrific play falling down by Jaden Schwartz. The first one stopped, the rebound's there, Schwartz falling down, bang, underneath the goaltender. Great play by Reeves. Ryan Reeves was able to get his stick on that stretch pass. If he was not able to do that, it would have been icing, and this goal would have never happened. So Reeves, very smart on the play. Gets in there, gets the rebound from Schwartz's initial shot, and gets his fourth goal of the year. Uh, that would also be Schwartz's 28th assist, Stasny's 21st assist, and that was four minutes and 17 seconds into the second period. And we're tied to a piece, guys. Great game. Fun game to watch, whether you're a Ducks fan or a Blues fan. And I know a lot of people out there might be saying, if you're not familiar with the Blues, what's the big deal? It's Ryan Reeves' fourth goal. This guy is supposed to be the enforcer. And if you watch him for the last couple years, 
He's not been very good when he gets the stick on his puck. Uh, this goal probably wouldn't have happened two years ago for Ryan Reeves, but he worked hard in the offseason, and just like the rest of the fourth line, they've been great this season so far. They tend to always give the Blues a lift when they need it, whether it's with a big hit, whether it's withdrawing a penalty, or whether it's with a goal. Uh, just great, great to see Reeves, Upshaw, and of course Brodziak uh, when he's been healthy this year. Uh, come out and play hard for the Blues. The Blues would go out of the second period, tied two apiece. And don't get me wrong, both teams had some pretty good opportunities, but both goalies stood strong in that second period after Ryan Reese's goal to make it 2-2. Two to two. We know the Blues came out early in this game and got that goal 12 seconds in. Did you guys know that up until that point, the Ducks had not allowed a goal in the first minute of any game this year. So the Blues spoiled that for him, and they would add to that. They would spoil it again when Stasny would get a goal just 25 seconds into the third period to give the Blues a 3-2 lead. He was checked. Petrangelo gets it back to Tarasenko. Tipped into Stasny. He cuts in front. A shot. He scores! What a goal by Stasny! 25 seconds in! For a team that has not allowed a goal against in the first minute of any period prior to tonight, the Blues have exploited it. Two of them. 12 seconds into the hockey game, Tarasenko scores. And now, seconds into the period, after a great counterplay by defenseman Alex Petrangelo right there. The puck pushed on the back end, Tarasenko to Stastny, who buys some time. A little incidental collision right there. Schwartz knocking Fowler after Bexen nudged him and underneath the goaltender on a timely shot. The Blues take a 3-2 lead quickly, just 25 seconds in to the third period. You know, we all know about the struggles with giving up quick goals at the beginning of periods when they've played bad this year. But, man, they must be making up for it in this game, especially against a team, like I said earlier, that does not give up early goals in games or periods. This would be Stasny's 18th goal, just a beautiful shot. Tarasenko's 29th assist and Petrangelo's 25th assist. And as I said, 25 seconds into the third, the Blues are feeling good. They're ahead 3-2. to two. And it continues to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Gibson has made some good saves. He's let a couple of goals in that he should have probably stopped, but he's made some good saves when they needed to. Jake Allen's made his saves when they needed him to. And it's just a fun game to watch. I hope everybody got to watch the game. And if not, I'm glad you're here to listen to the highlights. The Blues, however, would not be able to hold the lead. And they would uh, have to go on the penalty kill, which has been an area of strength for the Blues this year. But on this penalty kill, it wouldn't be. And the Ducks would get the goal to tie it at three apiece. To go in, but... This power play is not getting anything bounces going. Raquel in front to Silverberg. Score! There's a power play goal. We're tied again. Yeah, perfect shot. Great little pass down low to Jacob Silverberg. Good entry into the zone. They kick it back, and then there's a 50-50 puck that the Ducks are able to come up with. And then a nice little pass. Boy, Ricard Raquel. Deft little touch right here. Puts it right on the tape for Silverberg. And that puck was rolling. But it's the height of the shot. Above the height of the goaltender's pad against a butterfly goaltender. This is why penalties can kill you. You had the momentum. I think in the third period, the Blues played a little better than the Ducks. But that momentum can easily change when you 
just give up a bad, bad penalty. Uh, this would be uh, Silverberg's 19th goal of the year. Raquel gets his 11th assist in Biasca. Uh, sorry, Biaxa. I always call him Biasca for some reason. I get that K and S switched around. Uh, it'll be nine minutes and 24 seconds into the third. And we've got a different game. After this, it was fun. It just <clears throat> felt like the Blues were going to somehow pull this one out. Uh, my son asked me after this goal, he says, you think we're going to go into overtime or into a shootout? And before, you know, some other part of the year, I probably would have said, yeah, but this time I said, no, I said, we're not going to go into a shootout. The blues are going to win this game. And man, was I right? I was starting to bite my nails thinking I was looking like an idiot, but with just around 20 seconds left, Joel Edmondson comes in and becomes a hero of the day and gets the blues a win four to three. Wayne here. And he swings wide in front. Edmondson, a shot. He scores with 19 seconds to go. Unbelievable. What a shot from Big Eddie. Joel Edmondson takes a perfect pass from his defensive partner. Robert Bortuzzo on the right side. He avoids the check, gains the zone, gets away from a hip check, makes a perfect pass and a little wrister. A place in which the Blues couldn't beat John Gibson all night over the glove. And here with traffic all over the place. And look at the celebration from the Blues players on the bench. You know, it's always nice to see somebody like Tarasenko get a game winner, Schwartz, Stasny, you know, the Blues to the top scores. But man, it's even nicer to see somebody like Joel Edmondson get this goal. Just a hardworking defenseman. He's been playing more, of course, since they traded Shattenkirk and uh, just played a very good game in this game. Stands tall when people try to take advantage of other players. Uh, gets in the scruff when he can and scores the game-winning goal with just 20 seconds left to give the Blues their third win in a row and their second against uh, some great teams in the Minnesota Wild and the Anaheim Ducks. It would be Edmondson's second goal. Bortuzzo with that great pass gets his third assist. And guess what, guys? Jake Allen gets an assist on it, his first of the year, 19 minutes, 40 seconds in. And, of course, the Blues win this game with Anaheim having hardly no time to even mount any type of offense to tie it. 4-3 to three win for the Blues. Let's move on to the Islanders tonight at Scott Trade. What a great, great win. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Ducks with a 4-3 to three loss uh, fall to 35-23-10. The Blues with the win improved to 34-27-5. Shots on goal. The Blues outshot the Ducks 35-26. Nice to see that. Power plays. Both teams had two opportunities. The Ducks took advantage of that bad penalty by the Blues and were able to score a power play goal to tie it at three apiece. Faceoffs, guys, even 50-50%. to Like I said, this game was mostly evenly played. Uh, for the Ducks side, Raquel gets his 28th goal and an assist. Uh, Silverberg gets that power play goal to tie it at three, his 19th goal of the year. Wagner gets a goal, his fourth. Getzlov gets an assist. Fowler gets an assist. And Gibson gets 31 saves after missing six games. Tarasenko gets his 30th goal and an assist. Stasny gets his goal in eight, his 18th. Edmondson gets the game winner with 20 seconds left, his second of the year. Reeves and the rest of that fourth line played great. He gets his fourth goal and Schwartz gets two assists. I know Schwartz isn't scoring and I'd like to see him score more, but man, he has really given the blues a great effort on these assists and Jake Allen makes 23 saves. 
Let's go ahead and get into the post-game press conference uh, to listen to uh, the Blues and uh, Joel Edmondson, Reeves, and, of course, uh, Coach uh, Mike to hear their thoughts on this big win for the Blues. Uh, just me and Bertuzzo did a little re- regroup, and he rushed it all the way down to the corner, and we made eye contact, and he just sauced it across ice, and I was lucky enough to bury it. I think there's a bit of traffic from our boys, and that's what we've been working on, so I just put it home. Just impressed with he makes there to avoid the check and still still stay on his feet and able to find you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, lots of D-man would have just chipped that in, but he had the patience to keep it and drive all the way to the corner and made them turn all their heads and I was wide open, so it was a good play by him. Pretty interesting that you guys are probably only on the ice together because Preco's out. Yeah, for sure. Um, we knew we had 5-D going into the third period, so we knew we had to step up our game, and I think the five of us did a good job, and uh, we played a little bit bigger role than we're, we're used to, so um, I think it's good for us, and Hopefully, a pair gets back sooner than later. The magnitude of winning a game like this and getting the two points. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a it's a conference game, so um, it was nice that we allowed them no points and just get that goal before the before, before overtime. It was nice, and uh, I just build our confidence going into tomorrow. And um, you know, we're making a playoff push, and uh, it's it's an exciting time in the dressing room. Oh, I was laughing. I mean, I wasn't sure what would happen. I made that pass out to him, and uh, I was hoping he would he'd bury. But uh, it's it pretty cool to get the the crowd all into it, and it was it was loud. It was pretty much like a playoff game in there when he was shooting. Anybody trying to tell him what to do, how to go in and take? No, you don't really try to mess with people before they they do a penalty shot. But I mean, I think I could've, he could have done a little something better than that. Penalty <laughs> shot? Yeah, I was trying to go five hole, but. Uh... Yeah, no, no dice. He did a good poke check. Actually, Hutch has been doing that to me all season, so I should have uh, should have been ready for it. But uh, yeah, and the crowd was too loud. I was trying. I was going to do the Peyton Manning quiet down, but there's just too much going on for me. That's that's not my element. Did you know right away you were going to center ice? I saw him point. Yeah, and I went back to the bench. It's like, ah, oh, my arm's steaming. You want to take it? But uh, I can't. You can't do that. Is that your first ever penalty? That is my first ever since high school. So yeah, that was uh, that was fun though. It's bottom line. Uh, the two points were huge tonight, right? Huge. Uh, you know. It's, uh, it's crunch time right now, uh, push for the playoffs, and obviously uh, you know, te- teams are chasing us. We're chasing other teams, so uh, we need to get as many two-point games as we can right now. Going back to the penalty shot, you had a lot of time to think about what you would do. Did you have a move in mind? No, that, that was my move. That was, that was the one I wanted to do. I just, uh, no execution. Um, I used my goal for the day, so can't use them all up in one. A little, little vindication tonight, considering uh, what happened in the game against Florida. You get one late here, kind of evens things out huh? a little bit. Oh, that happened in Florida? The game against Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was nice to, to go get that one back, obviously, in the last couple seconds. Uh, you know, great play by Bobble and then a nice shot by Eddie. Yeah, no, that we, we, we knew that we needed everybody tonight. Um, there was parts of our game, as far as coming back home, that were better. Uh, there was parts of our game that still um, we can improve on. Uh, some of the mistakes, some of the areas where... Uh, you know, we're going good, and then and then we have a, a little bit of a letdown, or we get a little bit casual in our play. Um, I thought that we did a, a much better job getting to the net, getting pucks to the net tonight. Uh, I thought we were tougher to defend in that area. Um, but ultimately, the biggest thing for me was that uh, all game long, you know, and before the game, we talked about uh, just being ready for whatever, and, and and being back home doesn't guarantee you anything, and you have to be ready for whatever the game throws at you, and obviously. Um, you know, the first period, after, at the end of the first period, we had faced some adversity. We bounced back well from that, and then 
you know, it, it's on us that we, we allow them back into the game. Uh, but to uh, to not let that beat us, that was uh, that was big. Is that Joel Edmondson's goal, though, about as unlikely a thing? No, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know what, that, that we always kind of say that uh, when you're doing the right things and everybody's playing the right way, then then uh, everybody will get their chance to be in the spotlight. Everybody will get their chance to be the hero, and uh, tonight was his night. Mike, is that just a, a play typically where defenseman, if he avoids a check, he's still just going to put, you know, maybe dump the puck behind the net, and Portuzo will be able to keep it, be able to find the guy in the slot there? Yeah, it was pretty impressive play. I'm glad it didn't bounce over Eddie's stick. I know that much, but, uh, but obviously... Uh, you know, you you like the attitude that uh, that that we're aggressive, and and I just I think that there was times in the game where we were aggressive, and I think that there were times in the game where where we weren't smart enough, and we'll have to we'll have to be better tomorrow. Were they only out there together because Pareto was right? That, yep. Was Pareto uh, we, we, it's something that we, we don't expect to be long-term, and it was uh, more of a precautionary uh, measure on our part to, to take him out. Um, I, would, I would say that he's questionable right now for tomorrow, um, but, uh, but it's just something that we wanted to get ahead of. It was something that, uh, that, uh, that we, we were a little bit concerned that if we continued to have him push, and he could have pushed, but it, it, it might have led to something long-term. Uh, he came back on the bench at the end. Um, when you talk about um, facing adversity in the first period, both of their goals, maybe more coverage mistakes than anything? Is that yes. Um, that, well, I, I think the the first one was, was interesting. I, I know Corey Perry um, quite well from, from the years, and uh, he, he does a, a, a pretty darn good job always of finding a way to get uh, involved with the goaltender somehow. Um, and I looked at the replay, and, and uh, certainly he was pushed in, so it's hard to argue that one. Uh, but uh, the second one in particular, that was certainly a, a coverage issue and a breakdown. Uh, Ryan Reeves, obviously not noted for... Penalty shots. <laughs> he he was really good though. I mean he he uh, I thought he he had an impact in the game. Um, you know when when he's when he's barreling down on defensemen, they feel his presence and they they know and uh, they, there's a tendency to rush plays a little bit more and and uh, and, and and not bear down and, and make the tape to tape plays quite as much and uh, and so I, I I like the way that we scored and Schwartzy Schwartzy the 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 puck hasn't been going in for him. Um, but his game is phenomenal right now. Uh, Stas's game was phenomenal um, tonight. So for you know, you're looking at that goal that Revo gets, it's a great effort by Revo, um, and uh, and also a tremendous effort by Schwartz as well. Is that a line combination you're looking at, Stas, Schwartz, and Reeves? Uh, it'll take a couple more games for for us to to get to that one. We need, yeah, you know what, every night we need something different. We need everybody ready to go, and we need everybody competing. Um, we were close to everybody tonight. There were some guys that weren't quite on top, and uh, and it led to some tense moments in the game um, and uh, let us or allowed them to, to, to get around, to, to come around and to, to, to get back into the game and to grab the lead even for a while there. Um, so we got to be better there. Uh, like I said, you know, if, if we have everybody, then some nights the puck is going to bounce a, a little bit better for you offensively, and some nights it's not going to bounce for you. Uh, but if we have everybody, then then we'll we'll have the right result at the end of the night. Losing Pareko like you did, and having to have your other defensive player come out, does that complicate things for tomorrow night? 
And you know what, we have to focus on tonight, and we had to get the win, and we were in a position to win the game. So you know, you you run the bench accordingly. Um, tomorrow is, is a new challenge, and uh, those guys played a lot, but uh, those are character games, and uh, and part of that is you play a little bit smarter. Huge win for the Blues. They were only one point ahead of the Kings for the last playoff spot, the wild card spot in the West, and they add two more points to give them a three point lead. They will take on the Islanders tonight and then a huge game against the Kings on Monday. So what are the Blues doing differently in these last couple of games? They're playing more of a complete game. They're not playing one period and then bad for 10 minutes and then good for 10 minutes. I don't think there was too much last night that you can really blame them on. There was a couple lapses uh, that led to a goal or two, but Overall, they're playing much better. They're playing as a team. They're getting pucks out of their defensive end quickly. They're not allowing a lot of teams to get a lot of opportunity in the offensive end. They're they're playing well in the neutral zone. They're keeping the puck in on, on their offensive side, and just nice to see. Uh, let's hope they can continue this against the Islanders, and I, I think they should be able to. The Islanders did have a big win last night against Vancouver in overtime, so uh, they'll be looking to extend their winning streak, and they're also fighting for a, a playoff spot. They're playing pretty well lately, uh, just like the Blues have been, so it should be a great game tonight against the Islanders. Don't forget to get down to Scott Trade to see the game. should be fun to watch. Uh, the Blues uh, start that game tonight, and it should be at uh, 7 p.m. at Scott Trade, and uh, either listen to it on the radio or, like I said earlier, get down there. Don't forget to come back and join us again for another game recap after every single Blues game. And if there's any big news in the NHL, we'll also have a podcast pertaining to that. Just make sure you go to our website, www.droppodcast.com, to download all of our episodes. You'll find a button for iTunes, Stitcher, which will give you an Android version or a PC version, and uh, also Google Play. And then we've got a subscribe button, and all of our episodes all the way to last year's playoffs and before will be on there for you to download. So if you want to get nostalgic and listen to some of the playoff games last year, by all means, download those older episodes. Just fun to listen to. I had some comments for some fans of the show say that they didn't know I had those and went back and listened to them. And it brought back some good memories, but it also made them miss a few players like Bacchus and, and uh, Brower, but Hey, we're doing well now and we wish those guys the best, but, uh, you know, we're cheering on our guys here, and we hope they can continue and get a big win tonight for their fourth in a row against the Islanders. And that way they can go into Monday's game confident against the Kings and really play well on this next West Coast road trip. Thanks again for joining us here in The Drop. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe or download this episode and past episode on iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, and Stitcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com or at theofficialdrop at gmail.com. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.